When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up you guys? I'm Sai and welcome to Ace Podcast Nation. On the channel you can find podcasts, interviews and content on a whole host of subjects including football, mental health, films, TV, conspiracy theories, writing, wrestling, serial killers, music and much more. You'll find my uh, my guest today who's going to take over the hosting duties in just a second at uh, Post Wrestling. He is their newsbeat guy at the moment, but he also <laughs> writes, writes for them. Uh, and he's got his own YouTube channel where he posts his interviews uh, from the rest, people from the wrestling world. Incredibly talented writer and someone I love to talk wrestling with, Mr. Andrew Thompson. Welcome, my friend. You okay? Sad, my dude. It's always a pleasure talking to you. Thank you again, sir, for having me back on the Ace Cast. So we can recap some Wrestle Kingdom, our first of one of three shows this January, folks. And then we'll be right back in a few weeks after January for TakeOver Portland and then any AEW Revolution, folks. We got a loaded couple, four months coming up. Yeah, and, and possibly, crazy. possibly, maybe just a live WrestleMania recap. You never know what happened. Yeah, maybe. yeah, maybe. See, the way I denied that I was practicing. So I've been up for about 30 hours now. So I'm practicing for WrestleMania. So you see if I can... See if my old man body can take it, staying up I, all I, night. I see. I see. My guy side is doing it. So uh, so we're here to recap uh, some Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, first, we started off with night one of the Tokyo Dome side. There were approximately 40,000 people in an attendance for uh, night one. And the dark match uh, results. Uh, so let, let me get your thoughts on this. So we had a stardom match uh, to kick off uh, night one of Wrestle Kingdom. It wasn't televised. But what do you think about the, the just the progression so far that, you know, since Bushiroad first acquired Stardom, that even a few months into this relationship, they've already had the women competing um, inside the Tokyo Dome, even though it wasn't televised? I, um, I thought they would do it. I didn't think they would do it this year. I thought it would probably be next year and maybe, right. uh, maybe they do like a dark match at, kind of like Dominion or one of those shows. Um, so I was a little bit surprised, but I'm glad, you know, like Stardom's got some really super talented women. Um, and I think it'll add to New Japan. The only thing I was a little concerned with is maybe some how some of the diehard uh, New Japan fans would react to it. But apparently, you know, there was no negativity towards the match or anything. Um, I don't think the crowd was like, super hot or super into it but they were certainly not against it which is you know is a good thing yeah so you know uh the, some of the crew from post wrestling were uh, live at the tokyo dome uh and they had a good time then they you know, i heard from a few of them that the crowd was very receptive uh to the match it was mayu batani and arisha arisa hoshiki against hanukkah and, and julia 
um, and it was uh, that they said it was well received, and it was a quick match, nine minute match, um, and they went out there and did their thing. And yeah. Mayu Watani and uh, Hoshiki walked away with the victory. Yeah, that's good. Isn't it? It's good to get it, get it in there, get get the crowd used to it. Um, I think it's the one thing which New Japan has lacked, and that is is having women's wrestling. And now with Bushi Road owning Stardom, it's the perfect opportunity to have some top class women's wrestling, and not just having women's wrestling for the sake of it. They can have some, sure. you know, some real top quality stuff. For sure, for sure. So uh, next up, as, as I mentioned on the last uh, Ace Cast, uh, we have a bunch of tag matches, as he first put it. <laughs> so we have Toa Hanare, Carl Fredericks, uh, Clark Hans, and Alice Coughlin taking on Great Bad Shield, being Togi Makabe, Tomi Akihoma, uh, Yoda Tsuji, and Yuya Yimura, uh the team of Hanare, Fredericks, Kleiners, and Coughlin got the victory. Uh, Sad, this was a battle of um, basically – the, the young guys getting it in besides Great Bash Hill and uh, well, Hanari is a, a young guy too. So, so everybody in this match was a young guy except for Hanari. Um, quick minute, quick seven minute match side. Uh, did you really find anything interesting about this match or you were just uh, waiting for the main card to start? No, not like <clears throat> this is my one kind of not gripe with New Japan because I, what I like about New Japan is that they build the card. So like, with every match, it's got more meaning and it's more important. And it's, so by the time you get to the main events, it's, you know, you're really like pumped and the card's built appropriately. And I feel like WWE has lost that art because they often put in like a title match to open the show or something like that. And I feel like I prefer this method, but I think New Japan sometimes goes completely the other way. And some of the opening tag matches can feel a bit meaningless. Um, however, all the guys in this match are so talented. And, uh, you know, like the New Japan is well set for the future. You know, yeah, I, 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 just to chime in real quick, I know you said uh, some real positive things on a previous podcast about Carl Fredericks, like you're, yeah, you're really yeah. high on him. Yeah, yeah, he's just super talented. He's just, uh, he's one of those guys who, to me, just gets it. And, um, you know, he, he's going to need a bit of polishing and a bit of this and a bit of that just to take him to that real top level. But I feel like even uh, some of the other guys, um, like Alex Coughlin and Clark Connors, I've, um, I do feel like in a few years, these guys, you know, because New Japan will send them on, um, Oh, what do they call it? Uh, excursion. Excursion, yeah. They'll send them out, you know, to the UK or to Mexico or to the States now with their, their new brand uh, out there as well. They'll send them out on excursion. They'll get them uh, experience working different styles, which will only help them. Um, and I do think they're well set because this was an opening match, which didn't really mean anything, but the ring work was outstanding, you know, for guys who are at the very start of the card it was very good yeah uh sam when you get a chance i, I actually want you to go to rare pro's twitter and i want you to check out this picture they posted of a uh, show to umino when he was making his entrance the dude got a whole new set of ring gear looking cool as hell like i don't, I don't like they, they done flipped him already so I, I give it about you know like 2021 2022 you know we'll probably see show to umino beating the hell out of okada uh after one of the big shows um but next up after that, we had Tenzan, or Hiroyoshi Tenzan and uh, Satoshi Kojima 
defeating uh, Yuji Nagata and Manu Nakanishi. Man, uh, I, just to throw in this match, I'm gonna say this: uh, Kojima and Nagata, they they can still move. I, yeah. I, like, I don't know, I don't, I don't know why, but I really enjoy watching them. Like they can still like they 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 they, they still got it, man. Like they they can still move around like Tenzan and and Nakanishi. You know, they kind of tell they coming up on the tail end a little bit, but Nagata and Kojima, they 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 definitely still have it. Yeah, the way I look at it, look, I'm nearly forty, and even without my health problems with my back and stuff, I c- cannot move like these people do. The, <laughs> like Nagata is just incredible, and it's just like it just amazes me how good. Like I know that you know they're technically sound and they're just very good at what they do, but it's just the fact that they can still do the things that they can do at their age is impressive. And Tenkozy is still is. so over. It's, uh, you know, it's just really cool to watch. So after that, we had a, uh, what is this? A man tag match, man, full of legends, full of legends, full of big names. Uh, it was all in celebration of the one and only Jushin Thunder Liger who retired today at New Year's Dash. Uh, I don't know if you had the opportunity to see that side. I was very emotional. Um, they, that, like I, I, I was good through the rest of it, but but when, when they brought like his wife and son in the ring, that, that kind of, it, it choked me up a little bit. I was like, damn, because you know that 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 was a that that, that was a special one right there. And uh, yeah, man, Juju Thunder Liger. Uh, it was it was mentioned on commentary. This was the uh, the opening match of Wrestle Kingdom. Liger did not want to be in in any main events. He said it is not about him. Even with New Year's Dash, every like literally everybody expected his retirement ceremony to be last. He said, "No, I'm going on first, and the main event is going to be the main event with the guys who are going to be here when I'm not here, uh, which is going to be uh, in the next tour in like two weeks." So, yeah. uh, in, in in this match, oh well, Sal, just tell me first. Um, just your thoughts about the career of Jushin Thunder Liger, and um, you know him willing to on his retirement after all the work he's put in. Uh, just in professional wrestling period, he's willing to go on first uh, in, in both Tokyo Dome shows and go on first in his own retirement ceremony. It's, um, it just says everything about the man and the wrestler that after all those years, and, you know, let's be honest, uh, wrestlers by trade have got an ego, you know? For sure. And, and um, he could have easily... You know, we've seen it with like Ric Flair. We've seen it with other people retiring where they have the big send off and they should get that big send off, but it's always on last at the end of a show. But, you know, Justin, Th- uh, Justin Thunder Liger was more interested. You know, he knew he was having his send off and his retirement, but he didn't want to take away from the, the stars of today and the guys who were going to be working that next tour in a couple of weeks. Um, and like I remember watching Liger in WCW when I, you know, in ECW and stuff like that when I was a young whippersnapper, and uh, it just amazes me. Like he can still go as well, which is um, just incredible to me that, you know, if he decided he didn't want to retire, he could still work at a decent level, have good matches, and you know, do a lot of stuff. I um I'm also glad we got to see him in NXT for that match with For sure, uh, yeah. Uh 
uh, oh, Talabrese. Yeah, yeah, that was so that was real cool because it was just something which you know you're not gonna see. You don't um, think it was gonna happen? No, no, you don't, do you? Um, and you know you saw Ibushi in the Cruiserweight Classic as well, which is you know, mm. this is uh, interesting. But like, yeah, Liger's just a l- true legend, and I think him wanting his retirement thing to go on first just says everything about him. Um, I will say I was super pissed that they had him lose on night one. Um, <laughs> I felt like they could have given him that win, especially because they had him lose to, uh, to Gucci. Gucci. I was like, come on. But Don't you think that Liger probably was the one who wanted to take yeah. the pin? Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. He, he would have said... And, that, that, I mean, because that, that's what you're supposed to do. Like, I think that's tradition. Like, you know, you're supposed to, you know, yeah, on your yeah, way out. Go out on your back. You do the, yeah, you do the honors. But I, no, I get what you're saying. Like, you know, had that big moment. You know, the, the, the big, you know, pop. Like, yeah, like the one. You know, I, I, I get what you're saying. But uh, that's, uh, your thoughts on this match? Um, It was Naoki Sano, uh, Otani, Takawa, uh, Taguchi uh, versus Liger, Tasumi Fujinami, the great Sasuke, who was great. Um, and Tiger Mask. Um, I, I like again with the the previous match that we just talked about. Uh, some guys, a couple legends, um, and they still moving, just just how they were, you know, a couple years ago or ten years ago or whatever. Still uh, moving well, still being productive in the ring. Uh, I, the thing I liked the most at the match was like they they didn't try to drag the match out. Like it wasn't dragged. It was eight minutes quick. You know, it was good for what it was. Everybody got their stuff in. Everybody got to get in the ring. Most everybody got to mix it up with Liger. Um, and, you know, in the end, Taguchi got the pin. Um, like, like we said before, Taguchi's going to be on that uh, tour coming up in a couple weeks. So, you know, I, I think that does more favor for Taguchi, even though he is a baby face. So it, it doesn't mean anything to Liger. But I think it's going to do some, you know, it, it, it does well to have that in your back pocket if you want to use it that, oh, you know, I pinned Liger on his last so-and-so-and-so. Yeah, I can I can see the logic to it, and I'm sure that it was Liger's choice to put over uh, Taguchi. I just felt like, like I was like we talked about on the last show. I really wished that, that they would have given him a one-on-one match on night two, just to go out and have him lose to Takashi or uh, Hiromu or something. You know, just um, I felt like he deserved to have a one-on-one match, but again. That was probably his choice rather than New Japan's choice, I think. Um, this match was good. They got all their stuff in. Um, Sano hit this crazy suicide dive, which looked like it really, really, <laughs> really hurt. He, looked, <laughs> he looked like he knocked himself silly. Um, but yeah, they, the work, you know, these guys, they're old, but the work was real good. Um, and Sasuke was really entertaining. I just enjoyed his work. Um, but yeah, they got all their stuff in. I liked that they got they all got an entrance as well. Um, they gave yeah, them- I, I, I love that man. I love that. Like don't 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 short anybody on that man. That's a, you got a, a ring full of ring full of greatness. Like don't 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 short them. Everybody gets their own special entrance. Everybody gets their own pop from the fans. That that was great. That's a nice touch for that. Yeah, especially because of who they yeah. are as well. They've all got like yeah. these unique entrances, so you don't want to cut them short or or not show them. 
So I was glad. In New Japan, you need to buy the goddamn rights fees for these music. So I'm tired of generic oh, music popping up yeah. on the I'm <laughs> tired of that, man. But uh, next up, we had Suzuki Goon. We had Zack Sabre Jr., uh, Minoru Suzuki Taichi, and Il Desperado coming out to Zack Sabre Jr.'s yeah. music instead of Minoru Suzuki's music. But we later found out, sir, why that was the case. We're going to get to that uh, on, on the we cover night, too. But we had, uh, they took on Sonata, Evil, Shingo, Takagi, Bushi. Um, I, I, just from all the action that took place, I really don't remember this match for what it was. I think Zack Sabre Jr. tapped out Bushi. I yeah, think yeah. that's what it was. Uh, no, he, he tapped, tapped out Sonata. He tapped out Sonata. Okay, yeah, he tapped out. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, yeah, he In tapped out Sonata and he wouldn't let go of him. Uh, okay. Oh, no, sorry. No, I tell you, like, he tapped out uh, Bushi. And then yeah, he, Bushi. Yeah, he wouldn't he let go of the hold, sorry. And then um, uh-huh. Sonata chased him off. Sorry, that was my, okay. my bad. But yeah, yeah it it's was so all right. right. It's setting up. It's really setting up the Jack Sonata uh, and, uh, and Sonata. But uh, yeah. it's good. You know, it's good for what it is. It wasn't bad. It wasn't amazing. But it was. It was what it needed to be. So uh, next up, we had Chaos, Hiroki Yoro, Ishii, Yano, and Yoshihashi defeating. Into Bad Luck Fale, Yujiro uh, Takahashi, and Chase Owens. Um, I saw a funny tweet side that said they don't understand how uh, Miss Peter was able to get on uh, the, the stardom show, but uh, the, the women's wrestlers couldn't get on the show. I kind of found that funny a little bit. Uh, but, um, you know, I think this is building, like like just you said on the, um, the previous previous match, uh, the Zack Sabre Jr. game, Sonata match, I think this match is chaos versus Willow Club match, which is building to Goto versus um, Kenta on night it was, yeah, um, and I, like I mentioned on uh, the previous show with Goto, is his work is amazing. He's in phenomenal shape. I do struggle to get in. I just there's something about his character that I just don't really get invested in. But I don't know what it is. I don't know like what the f- I can't put my finger on it. He's just there's something there. Um, I will say. Yeah, I- uh, just to add, just to add on to that, I know, I know exactly what you're saying. Like that was just, um, I, I don't know what it is about Goto. I feel like he's stuck in the mid card. Like he's, he will forever be a great mid card wrestler, and he won't ever get over that hump. Like I don't know what it is, but I feel like that's his role. Yeah, and I, 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 I feel like they, they kind of about to place Ishii in that same thing because you kind of see Ishii doing the same exact thing as Goto. Like they. Flip flopping from time to time, but I, I like I agree with you 100%. Like, I don't know what it is, but it, it, it's just like Goto is like, yeah, he's a great wrestler, but like, can you see him winning the heavyweight title? No, no, he's in awesome the... shape, though. He's, um, but, yeah, he's got himself sure. in some real good shape, and he will beat the hell out of somebody for sure. Yeah, but you know who hasn't, who you know who was in good shape and they are not anymore is Fale. Um, if you go to look back about six months ago, maybe, maybe a bit longer, Farley was the smallest I'd ever seen him. He was in phenomenal shape. Um, maybe like the start of 19, uh, 2019. Um, but he is huge again. Like he seems to have put the weight back on. Um, and he's just, he, you know, he is what he is. He's, he's like the giant knee, but. Yeah, but uh, I. Uh, for, for that, I, I think Fale. I think that's just his. Um, like so I, I think when certain people, I think they're just that. That's just their natural body type. Yeah, like, yeah. And I, I, and I think that works great for them. Like just to jump to like a basketball reference. I don't know if you know what this is, but there's a player named Zion Williamson, and people 
always kept saying that he needed to cut weight, but he's just like a naturally big dude and it works mm. for him. And that's why he's so good. So I, I think that's why that's kind of the same situation with Farley. Like that's just his natural body type. And I think that's what works best for him in terms of uh, fitness and in terms of just feeling good overall, because you never know, like some people might cut all that weight and then they might start feeling crappy, you oh, know? Yeah. So like, so I, I think that might be uh good for him. Sai, any uh, additional thoughts about this tag match or shall we get to the next one? Um, no, no, I think we're good. Other than I will say Gino, uh, Gino Gambino's growing on me massively. I, I love Gino, man. Really I, <laughs> let's say I wanted to point out it was one, uh, now that you bring that up, he said something, uh, Rocky Romero was talking about getting paid for commentary and Gino was like, you get paid? <laughs> like that, that was, that, that was, hilarious. Gino was great, man. Like he, he really has that like comedic aspect to commentary because you, you, you need that sometimes, man. Like somebody who's not trying to trying too hard to be funny but they're funny like yeah, that, yeah that's that's like with gino is great so uh um, he's, next he's up, got that comedic timing everything yeah so so next up we had the iwgp tag team championships we had gorillas of destiny defending the titles against finn juice Keith robinson and david finley that we have new iwgp tag team champions and Keith robinson and david finley sir what did you think of this match and what did you think of the finish because i saw a lot of people said that they thought the finish was kind of um now, it, it wasn't bad. People were just like, you know, it was abrupt, I guess. Like, they were like, damn, like, like that's it. Because uh, cause the, the last time we saw Finn Juice, uh, they had that crazy good tag team match with Iwa Sonata in the World Tag League Finals. And people just kind of thought, I would assume, like me, um, that, you know, we were going to have uh, another banger. But it was just like the, the finish abruptly. I mean, the finish just, you know, just ended. It kind of, like, it felt like it was just getting going and then yeah. just finished. Um and I really enjoy the Gorillas of Destiny's work. I like the, the. I feel like their work is different to a lot of other uh, wrestlers in New Japan. It's a bit quicker and a bit like, um, but like quicker in a different way. It's more um, kind of like aggressive um, and more like fights like than sort of moves. And I quite like it. Um, but yeah, I felt like this match was just getting going and then it just finished. Um, I was slightly surprised with how much they beat the Bullet Club over the two nights. Um, I think I'd said in the show that I thought that the Bullet Club would either win, retain this title, or they would win the um, the Gauntlet match in night two, just because they normally like to have um, some titles on the Bullet Club or give them a win at Wrestle Kingdom. And they just, like I know the Gorillas of Destiny have got a habit of they always seem to change the tag titles at Wrestle Kingdom. At Wrestle Kingdom, oh yeah, that, that's that's like routine. I think the problem with this match was one, it finished really abruptly after it was just getting going, but also I feel like it was quite predictable in that everyone expected Finn Juice to win, and Finn Juice is a stupid name. <laughs> so yeah. Um... I, I really think New Japan, they need to do something with their tags. They need to beef it up because the tag division is thin, man. Like, it is yeah. thin. Like, I know I know an idea that a lot of people toss out there were just combining the junior heavyweight and tag, the heavyweight tag divisions and just letting it be one because you yeah. can't keep you, can, you can't keep those two separate, man. There's too many good matches that you're leaving off the table. Like, I'm pretty sure people want to see Show and Yo versus uh, G.O.D. Like, we got a glimpse of that uh, during the G1, uh, the last G1 uh, this past summer. So, um, you know, I, I think New Japan really needs to beef up their tag division, uh, bring some people in for World Tag League in 2020. Um, the thing is, they, uh, they, they, 
Go on, sorry, Go I was going to say, um, because they've got the, they've got so many titles in New Japan, I think it wouldn't do them any harm to get the, put the junior tags and the heavyweight tags into one division and unify the titles into one title because you've still got the never open weight six man You've still got all the singles titles as Those well. Those are basically non-existent. <laughs> but you know the six men, they could easily make that um, mean something because they've always got stables. Yeah. So yeah. just have it as like the stable so you don't have to have, I think it was, I think I saw it on the Fightful podcast yesterday, I think it might have been, where they suggested have it as like a kind of stable six man so it doesn't have to be the same three guys all the time defending it. But which I thought was quite an interest, just to make it something different, give it a bit of life. But yeah, I think I'd blend the the tag team division, uh, to be honest, just to give me some because I'm fed up of seeing the same two or three matches. Now, just a quick note on this side: what, what do you think about um, New Japan pushing back the the G1 Climax Tournament finals until October this year instead of August because of the the 2020 Summer Olympics? Uh, a lot of people, I, I, I saw a lot of varying opinions on this. Um, I, th- I, th- I think it could, you know, it's something decent to have, you know, the G1, you know, switch it up this year. Instead of, because when you have the G1 winner crowned in August, it kind of takes the excitement out of the rest of 2019 because it's like you don't expect, you don't really expect that person to actually lose their briefcase and yeah. then not go into Wrestle Kingdom. You're like, oh, yeah, that's going to be the Wrestle Kingdom main event. So to have the, the G1 finishing in October and it only being two months away from the Dome, you know, it's kind of adds a little bit more excitement to it. Yeah, I think so. And I think, you know, it's just one of those things where it's kind of unavoidable. Um, you know, the Olympics is going to be huge. Um, so they had to do something and they would either bring it forward or put it, push it back. And I think pushing it back is the better choice of the two. So next up, we had the IWGP US Heavyweight Championship match, Texas death match, no DQ. No pinfall, victory only by 10 count, count out or submission. We had John Moxley defeating Lance Archer by knockout. Sad, they beat the hell out of each other. First, before we get into the match, why does John Moxley seem so different? Well, not so different, but he seems different in Japan than he does in Asia. I, I don't know what it is, but like, I, I, I find him like so, not, not so, because I don't want to exaggerate. I find, I, I'm going to just say, I found him just like a tad more interested in Japan. Than I do in AEW. Am I like off with that? No, I think he's more captivating in, in New Japan. He just he's a bit more aggressive. And what I like about it is even with this, he did like you're doing like a gimmick match and a, a death match as such, and he's using weapons. He still is as his actual wrestling is good um, in between, and I do feel like. With AEW, they've gone too much with the weapons with him. Um, and I just feel like they've kind of sold him as a almost like a deathmatch wrestler a mm. bit too much. And I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's difficult to put your finger on it. But I agree with you that in New Japan, he's just, I find him more captivating as a character. Um, everything's a bit more aggressive. You know, even down to the names of the moves, that like it's the Death Rider instead of the Paradigm Shift or whatever it is. And I, I just find him, he's just more interesting. 
Uh, yeah, so uh, Moxley and Archer, they, they they beat the hell out of each other. Oh, that, yeah. That's exactly what this was. I, I'm I'm glad that they, you know, they they just went at it. They went hard. Um, the one 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 of the spots I enjoyed in this match, like I'm sure you did, was the finish when he hit the death ride through the table. Man, those yeah, New man. Japan tables, man. Oh my goodness, they they look like they suck. Like, yeah. Well, bad. I think was it Jericho when he did his Omega match, uh-huh. and then they did the podcast afterwards, and he said they just suck they're just <laughs> thick they just may as well just be like may as well just be like a table like a proper table yeah. not giving yeah. it table in any way yeah. Um, yeah. here's a question for you do you think they should have had uh shota be there for this uh n- nah man like i like i i think shota needs to be i mean i don't think it would have hurt having shota i think it would have been cool like a nice entrance been a nice pop for shota to be there but I mean, Shoulder's doing his own thing right now. Red Pro, like he, he he's killing it right now. Yeah, but, he didn't need to I, be I, there, I, did he? Yeah, but but I know Shoulder did write an open letter on New Japan's website to Moxley, and you know he kind of said his little thank you to John, you know, for you know for teaching him some stuff. Like he said, he didn't like learn everything from him, but like he, you know, he learned a couple things about character work and stuff like that. And I know Moxley has some, you know, some good stuff to say about Shoulder, thinking he's going to go far. You know, hopefully they'll yeah. cross paths again. Uh, but let, let me ask you this, Sass. So with John Moxley being uh, IWGP US Heavyweight Champion, um, do you think that AEW will make any mention of this on Dynamite this week, that he's the new IWGP US Heavyweight Champion? Because they did not mention that last time at all. I do, because hmm. um, New Japan mentioned AEW and the AEW title quite a lot. They mentioned the AEW more than they mentioned ROH. <laughs> And, they definitely did, and they also they they uh, I did a little bit of New Year's Dash. I've seen they mentioned the 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 door being open over and over again. So I, I think New Japan, being the company that they are, wouldn't mention it if there wasn't a good chance that something's going to get done. Um, yeah, um, I don't think I, it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be like next week or anything like that. I think it's going to be a while because I think there's a lot of. Uh, animosity and hurt feelings there, but you know they need to get over it, both sides, because there's money to be made, and I think a new Japan uh, kind of invasion angle going up against NXT would be a real, real good thing for AEW. Um, so. Uh- and I know, I know Jericho said during uh, one of the little post-show, um, post-match uh, scrums, um, he, he was real keen on, um, like, he's real big on the New Japan and AEW working together. And I think Jericho's been a good businessman by doing that because he wants to, you know, of course, have both sides he knows working that. together and, cre- and it creates more opportunities. Um, I, for, for me, I think it's just more so of New Japan being open to it. I don't think necessarily AEW or I should say Tony Khan is more, like, is he big? I don't think he's really big on that, the idea of working with New Japan because I know, uh, I saw it in, um, they, I know Dave Meltzer reported uh, that Tony Khan, he, 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 well, Rocky Romero and Chris Jericho were the ones to, you know, talk to Tony Khan about evolving the AEW title in the storyline. And Tony yeah. Khan approved that, and that, that, you know, that was all good. But as far as AEW, you know, bringing that to AEW, he, he was not, like, not, like, no. Like, I don't want that, but you guys can do that, you know, do that in New Japan. So, like you said, I, I think it, I think 
there is room for something to happen, but I think it needs to be AEW who is willing to let that happen. Because I think New Japan is willing to let that happen. But also, on the other hand, I don't think that's going to be any good for Ring of Honor <laughs> because no, I don't know what's no, going to happen no. to them, man. Because if they lose New Japan, oh boy. Yeah, there's going to be problems. I think if they lose New Japan, they'll link up with Impact, I do. Um, and we'll I think that would be a good good fit for them, actually. Um, one of my favorite spots of this match was when uh, Archer catches him in like a, a he catches a Moxley when he's going for a dive with like a choke slam, um, and he kind of hits the young lion guy, and then he chokes down <laughs> Moxley, and then he just dives over everyone. And like I don't know how old Archer is, but he's no you know he's not a youngster, so to be he's able no to spring chickens, yeah man to be able to do that the way he did it is impressive as hell. So, uh, so what did you did? Did you happen to see Archer's Instagram post about uh, when he started gushing blood after he took the death ride through the table? I didn't know. His no, arm, I... his his arm got split, man. Was his that the finish? Split. Was it? Oh yeah, when when he put him through the table, yeah. Oh, I'll have to have a look at that because I know there was blood, but I couldn't. They didn't really show the the cut on the TV. Um, what did you think about the spot with the the shopping bag and he using the claw? I actually, I actually like that. Like that was that was inventive. Yeah, yeah, that was. I, 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 I'm not gonna say innovative, but uh, that, that, that that was kind of cool. I like that spot. I was like, oh man, it's like I mean, because last Archer's whole thing is somebody got to die. So, and I was like, well, that's the way to kill somebody for sure, right there, buddy. But what about the, the the rules of the match? Uh, with it, it was basically last man standing, wasn't it? Um, yeah. What did you think about that? Was that what you were expecting going in, or did you yeah. just think it was going to be like yeah. a hardcore match? No, nah, no, nah, because I mean they announced the rules weeks weeks prior, so I, I kind of knew what it was. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, I was expecting it to be like you know hard and I was expecting blood. I was expecting them to beat the hell out of each other, and it was exactly what I thought it was. And it, I think it was a good match. Um, you know, they I didn't overdo the ten count as well, which helps. Yeah, they didn't do that. So you know, I, I think I think it was a good match for what it was. Um, John Moxley, you know, new IWGP U.S. Heavyweight Champion, and uh, signed next up on the card we had. What I think is the best match uh, of night one, and possibly the best match of all of Wrestle Kingdom uh, 14, was Hiromu Takahashi defeating Will Ospreay for the junior heavyweight title. So, si, my God, this probably match the best match was, of 2020. Did that. <laughs> this match was a banger. Firstly, I, I got to get your thoughts on that great Sasuke. I mean, on the uh, I said the the, the, the the Sasuke specials part, the Sasuke special yeah. part with when, when Will Ospreay. I, I do like it, it just amazes me that that human beings are able to he did a, a a cartwheel and then just bounce up and flip over the top bro landed on his feet got german landed on his feet went past Hiromu, dove through the the bottom rope he got belly like, to belly didn't he as he as he yeah. went like through it and then did it again and then did the sasuke special and possibly hurt his heel but still finished the match that this was a Banger. Oh, yeah. Great. So do you remember when um, Ricochet was feuding with uh, Velveteen Dream and he dived out the ring and landed on his yeah. feet? And everyone was like, whoa, that's incredible. And it was. It's, it's incredible. <laughs> that, yeah, no, that, 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 that was crazy. That it was, was crazy. Mad because he like, did like a somersault didn't he, and landed on his feet outside the ring to go like nose to nose. And... When I was that, this kind of reminded me of that. But what he did is he did that, 
then did the German, landed on his feet, then ran full speed, got barely to barely into the ring, and then ran back and did it again. And I was just like, geez, he's this guy. People criticize Osprey because he's, you know, it's like it's rehearsed and it's this and it's it's that. Like to me, he's changed. Um, So, like a few years ago when he did that, the matches with Ricochet, I could understand why people criticized him. For, for for it being like overly produced and overly rehearsed and it didn't look like necessarily like fighting. It was just like a load of real impressive spots. Whereas this match, they started off at 100 mile an hour and then as Osprey gets more aggressive and he's targeting the neck, because if it was a fight, that's what you would do because Hiromo's had a broken neck, so you would target it. And he, I thought he was really clever with the the way that he did it. He didn't. I was glad to see Hiromo not doing a load of like German suplexes, landing on his head and stuff like that. I thought the way they they uh, attacked his neck was quite clever. In that it looked nasty and aggressive, but it was pretty safe. Um, and I yep, just so thought it was, it was just a great match. So, so with the uh, what, what do you think about Osprey's hidden blade move? Like, dude, I, I cringe every time I see it, like in a good way, because I look at, I'm like, bro, if if he he has to hit that thing perfectly, because if he doesn't, he is knocking somebody the hell out like instantly, and that, that, he, that, that's, that, 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 that he did the same thing to Abushi. I was gonna say, didn't he knock someone out? It was Abushi, was it? Yeah, definitely was. And I he was thinking, him, yeah, I was thinking thing. like. I was like, they kept teasing it and teasing it. And I was like, oh, they just, I don't know if I want them to do it to Hiromo just because the the window of it going wrong mm-hmm. like, is so small that, like, you've got to be, like, inch perfect with it. But this match was just, it, it was a phenomenal mix of crazy, fast, like, wrestling like you'd expect from these two and from junior heavyweights but also i thought the psychology was amazing for the whole thing and i just it was just awesome um and i thought it was easily the match of the weekend so uh the thing i like about new japan matches specifically is like they 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 it's like every like for the top matches it's like they all have these like for the last 10 minutes they just have these crazy stretches like it's always like in all the top matches like the matches it, it might not start off super crazy and it might not be fast paced or it, it might you know they, they they start off and they build to it but like the last 10 minutes just crazy like and it, that, that's when you see all the all the wild stuff and all the stuff that ends up going viral but yeah i agree with what you're saying um it was a great match uh i think you predicted that rumble target was gonna beat osprey i think i chose osprey so sad you have scored one woman, sir. And uh, you know Takahashi is the new junior heavyweight champion. Uh, I wasn't expecting him to get the title, you know, right away. But you know, I, I like now, as I think twenty twenty, I think that was the right call. Um, next up, oh, you go ahead. I was just going to say what I also like is that um, when they build up to that final stretch, you often get a lot of like callbacks to to previous uh, spots or previous injuries, previous. Uh, previous incidents, things which have happened throughout the year, they'll call back to them. Um, and you did it with the Naito match. Um, 
in the night two as well, where he had the, the splash. Um, it just those callbacks they reward you for long term viewing. They reward you for paying attention, and that's something which I've talked about at length with WWE. Is is reward me for watching every second of every show every week by going back to different things and different different aspects. And New Japan does that real well. Um, quick question: What would you do with Will Ospreay now? Move up to the heavyweight division. Yeah, because I, I, I don't would, think it's nothing left for him to do in the junior heavyweight. Like I want to see. I want to see Naito versus Osprey for the title. I, I, by the end of 2020, I want to see a world champion Osprey, heavyweight champion. Uh, I mean, Osprey, I said that's one of his, um, that's one of his big goals. And I know during a couple of interviews, you know, people asked him like, "Are you, are you can go to WWE?" And Osprey, he, he, he's never said no. To that, but he's always said that I want to accomplish my goals in Japan first. And so, you know, maybe if he does that, you know, you never know, man. Like, I like I, I know Will Ospreay has never for sure said that he would never go to WWE. Like, he's never said that. He's always what I always that, find I interesting with, w, uh, with New Japan is I wonder sometimes if they're reluctant to to give, yeah. like, say, an Ospreay uh, so like he maybe his final goals is to get the heavyweight title, and then they think, oh well, if he gets that title, he's kind of accomplished all he can in Japan, so he'll want like a new challenge. Um, yeah. And really, you know, they shouldn't think like that. But but then they have, you know, they got to protect themselves, and they have been stung over the last few years with you know, Omega and the Bucks leaving and Nakamura and Styles and people who felt like they had achieved everything they could achieve in Japan. And they needed a fresh challenge. But, you know, people are going to... Human beings naturally want to challenge themselves. Um, so I just think you've got to book as, you know, they've got to just book what makes sense, what's the best for business, what's, you know, what's who's hot and who's not. And at the moment, Osprey couldn't be much hotter in terms of an all-round wrestler. Um, yeah, I, I think um, I think the best thing for Will Osprey now, heavyweight division, maybe, you know, if, if Naito ends up dropping the Intercontinental title, maybe that'll be good for Osprey. Or maybe you can have Osprey be a part of New Japan America a little yeah. bit, you know, have you know, go around with that. I wouldn't mind saying Osprey versus Moxley. Wouldn't mind saying that at all, actually. Um, but next up on the card, we have uh, Tetsuya Naito defeating Jay White for the IWGP Intercontinental title. Um, so I did not think this match needed to go 33 minutes, especially after the match they had at the G1 this past summer. Um, the, the final stretch was good, um, but I did not think this match would last this long. But, you know, it was all building towards the big night, too, right? Uh, Tetsuya Knight's little special moment. And, yeah. So here's a controversial take for you. Um, I preferred this match to the main event of Night One. Whoa! <laughs> what? Not that I'm not necessarily, not necessarily saying it is better, but I just really liked the story of Naito having his knee all messed up and them just really like selling the fact that he just could like the way he would like 
go to run to the ropes and he just got this unique way of selling. He's just different to everyone else. Like he would run to the ropes and he would just crumple or he'd go for the tornado DDT and he would like, just couldn't do it. Um, you know, maybe it's not a better match, but just the, the story. I really enjoyed Naito's selling, should we say. So maybe that just added a little bit of extra, extra points for it for me. But, you know, the main event was incredible. Okay, I I, I, get, I get what you're saying. Now, you, you just prefer the, the psychology of the match. Yeah, yeah. To the actual match. Right, yeah, yeah I, I get what you're saying. Okay, okay. We, 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 we're going to give you a pass, I. Give you a pass, brother, yeah. because I, 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 we, we almost had, I almost had to get on you real quick. You, you know, throw what? hands. Then you were ready to throw <laughs> down. <laughs> okay, so yeah, Naito got the victory over Jay White. So, um, how good uh, is Jay White as a heel? Love Jay White, man. Guy's great. He is awesome as a heel. He's everything which <clears throat> which WWE wants Baron Corbin to be. Um, except Jay White's entertaining and good and. Yeah. Well, damn. Like, tell him how you really feel. Well, no, I I like Baron Corbin. I just think his booking's ruining him. Like, uh-huh. I think he could be as good as Jay White in the ring and as a heel. He just isn't given the opportunity to do it by the people who book the storylines and stuff. They 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 make it harder for their workers to to achieve what they want them to achieve. Um, look. The thing with the only thing I'd say with Jay White now is he came out of this match as like a top, even though he lost, he was like he was cemented as like this real bastard, this real horrible heel who had like messed up Naito's leg, and he was like really kind of like the top heel. But then what what happened on night two kind of elevated Kenta to that position which is a, a kind of interesting dynamic that they've both both in bullet club both positioned as like the top heels in the company maybe a bit of power struggle there sir yeah i hope they do it better than they did when they did it with the elite but i feel like bullet club is what it was supposed to be um, that's a good point that's a good point and i'm really thinking that that's a good point Yeah, yeah. I feel like the Bullet Club now is what it's always supposed to have been, where it's like these dastardly heel foreigners who are completely different to everyone else. Like, you don't see much interference in New Japan. They're constantly like interference and weapons and cheating and all these things. And I feel like that was what the Bullet Club was supposed to be when it was started, you know, with Prince DeVitt and, and Tamatonga and, and those guys. And I feel like it, it got, it became babyface because of the people they put in it and because of the way those people are portrayed. I just feel like now it's back where it should be as, you know, when they go to, America and stuff, they're always going to be over as faces because they're so such a popular stable. But I feel like in Japan, they're right back to where they should be, which is dastardly bastards. Yeah, man, uh, to the JY point, 
Uh, I think Jay White is probably what, like 26, 27. He's already won. Uh, I think he's been U.S. champion. He's been uh, intercontinental champion, and he's been heavyweight champion. And he's literally done mostly everything uh, that guys who've been in that company for years have not been able to do. Jay White is definitely the man. Be, I read uh, somewhere one, that one, one uh, of their main deals uh, going forward. Yeah, yeah. I I read this somewhere earlier on Twitter. I can't remember who said it was. I think it was someone semi-reliable that WWE is uh, well into Jay White and Sonada. Those two are they're the two they want from New Japan apparently. But I just don't see Jay White going anywhere at the moment. I just think he's. Yeah. He's got that spot where they clearly love him. He's like you just said; he's achieved so much at such a young age. I just don't think he should be in any rush to go, and I don't think he will be. Yeah, man. So next, uh, next up, we had the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, the main event of night one. We had Kazushika Okada uh, beating Kota Ibushi. The Rainmaker finished it off. Um, I think this match was fantastic. Once again, one of those matches with the final stretches when it was just crazy brilliant. Uh, the, the story was the story was perfect in this match. Um, Thirty nine minutes, just like I like I I, I want to say it was like I'm not gonna be like oh it was one of the best matches I've ever seen, but it was definitely a great match. And like I, I like so, so sometimes the the final stretch of matches can really change how a person feels about the overall match. So, like, yeah, I think it was their case for me. Like, at first, you know, I thought it was just a really good match. Like, I did, and then probably last 10, 15 minutes, I was like, damn, this is really great. So, I've watched this match twice. Um, the first time I watched it, I thought it was really good. Um, I mm. thought, like you said, the, the final stretch made it go from really good to great. And then the second time I watched it, I was like, okay, that was amazing. Um, however I still think Omega versus Okada is better and I still think Omega versus Tanahashi is better I take I take sign the building ladies and gentlemen live on the ace cast live on the ace cast ladies and gentlemen my guy from Cardiff yeah so yeah uh, Kota Ibushi uh, took the L Kazushi Okada was still IWGP heavyweight champion. Aside, what, 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 what do you think of Okada's entrance, man? The, 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 the nice graphics. The... I'll tell you what I think. As I think, the, whoever was in charge of the shots, uh, the camera and the editing and all that type of producing or whatever, needs to be fired because they missed the big reveal to reveal his trunks. But... <laughs> You know, you can't be doing that because <clears throat> that was a big deal. You know, he's had those stupid pants for a while, stupid. but uh, yeah. I didn't like them. Come on, man. They were they were not cool. They yeah, say so. Uh, during this match, man, the, the one thing I really like about Kota Ibushi, I really enjoy, like, he's one of, like, the most stiff strikers. Like, his kicks sound like they really, really Shotguns, hurt. Shotguns, they? And, and, and I, I, I love it, man. And then the, another thing that I really like about Ibushi, what he's doing now is when he has those moments during the match where he started having like that blank stare and he just started beating the hell out of his opponent. I love that, bro. Like that is that, that it, it, it's a real nice touch to Ibushi. Like, cause he's he's a baby face, and then like he still has those points during the matches. Like he looks I, like a serial killer. Like that, like I, I could kill you right now, like with my bare hands. Ibushi's great. Like I, I love when he was stomping out Okada and just kept kicks, kept landing those kicks, and it then uh 
red shoes came in and tried to like pull a bushi away and the bushi was still like holding red shoes off for like kicking the hell out of Okada. Like, it it yeah. was great. I think um, I'd quite like to see because obviously Ibushi lost the two matches over night one and two, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, I'd like to see that blank stare become more and more frequent, um, particularly towards maybe the G1 and the end of the year where he just goes on a tear and starts messing people up and maybe doesn't go like full heel, but like gets like an aggressive streak as he realizes that, you know, if he wants to get over that final hurdle and win at the Tokyo Dome and win the title, he has to change something about the way he, you know, he goes about his business and that's what he goes with. And I feel like they could do similar to what they've done with Naito over the last couple of years. It's like that kind of redemption sort of story where he came up short and then he, you know, in whether it's next year or the year after, he comes, you know, comes good and gets the title and stuff. I saw loads of people before New Year's Dash today saying um, that they wanted Sonada or Kota Ibushi to join the Bullet Club. And I was like, mm, I don't really see it. I think Sonada, Sonada joining the Bullet Club could have been interesting um, because you don't really see that in New Japan where people jump stables too much. So like, and Sonada is like a big name. I thought that would have been quite a cool twist. But as far as I know, they didn't go down that route. Yeah, I, I, I think Sonata, it would be beneficial for him to get out of the shadow of Naito, but not turn on him, or, or even turn on him, maybe even turn on him. But I think Sonata, instead of joining another state, but I think it would, if he were to leave LIJ, I think it would be best for him to go on his own, just be on his own. I think that would be very beneficial to him. Do you know what I think would be beneficial to him? Is to turn on Naito, go off on his own, do his own thing, but then kind of come back to LIJ um, like in like a year's time and almost like a it was something he had to do and they kind of, I don't know how to explain it, but like he kind of comes back to the family sort of thing after making some mistakes or decisions and he kind of goes down that route because he's so desperate to to win the big one that he doesn't know where to turn or what to do. And maybe you tease him joining like a puller club, but he doesn't, but he still turns on Naito and you just add something different to his character. I feel like Sonada as, as a worker is amazing and he's really captivating and people find him interesting. People are behind him, but I feel like sometimes his character's, stayed the same for so long that maybe he could do with just something different to shake things up. Yeah, you uh to, to that point, you know, just just for conversation's sake, I I I think that would hurt Sonata a lot because him leaving LIJ and then going back is like, well you couldn't handle the pressure yeah. of your own. You gotta come back to us type thing. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. you know, I, I I do see what you're saying. Like it's you know so Sonata has had a handful of opportunities that I think every way title and fail time and time again. I mean, it, it, could, it could eventually, you know, make for a great moment when you eventually win the big one. 
Um, but I, I guess we'll see uh, over time. But yeah, because Zeus Girl caught at the end of night one, the IWGP um, heavyweight champion. Uh, we move on to night two. Uh, we had the big uh, gauntlet match for the six man tag team titles. And in the end, it was Shingo Takagi, Evil, and Bushi walking away with the title. So, what, what do you see? Or as far I know you elaborated earlier, but um, what do you see for the six man tag titles in the future? Yeah, I think they, I would go with what uh, Sean Rossap said, like make it like a, you know, keep it six man titles, but make it uh, almost like a free bird type rule where anyone from the stable who ho- who is the champion can defend it. Um, I just think it gives them a bit more freedom to mix up the matches a bit, make it a bit more interesting and give those stables... Uh, like a meaning when they haven't got a particular feud for those people. Um, I also want Chase Owens to get some something meaningful because I just feel like his work is so good. Um, Speaking of Chase Owens, anybody who's listening to this, I want any like anybody like legit. If, if you listen to this, go back and watch Chase Owens's. Uh, Triple threat match with DJ Black and somebody else from ROH at Center Stage show from from last year. Like that was one of the best three way matches uh, I, I've seen um, like in the past two years. So like that was fantastic. Jay's almost got it, man. He, he really does. Like he, yeah, he can go. Talented That's dude. my thing for sure. Do you think but, if he um, was in better shape, he'd have had some like a bigger push? No, nah, I don't really think that has nothing to do with it. I just think like they just don't really have any plans for him outside of being a Tagged along with Bullet Club. Yeah, um, he's kind of uh, like a like a soldier, isn't he? Yeah, but um, right right after that, we had uh, Juju Thunder Liger's uh, last match uh, in New Japan Pro Wrestling. He uh, was defeated by Hiromu Takahashi and Ryu Lee, otherwise known as Dragon Lee, uh, uh, Liger team with Sano. Uh, once again, this was one they didn't drag it out too long. It was great for what it was. Um, it was it, it was funny to me seeing Aroma with Dragon Lee team up. But I, I mean, I, I kind of like the little stuff that Aroma did. Like he was, you know, he was kind of mean mugging Dragon Lee a little bit. Like you broke my neck, you know. Like I I, I don't like type of thing. Like he was, you know, he had those little moments during the match. But um, you know, Liger once again took the pin, uh, went out like a like a top man as you would say, sir. And yeah, uh, what, what what do you think about the match? Um, uh, Takahashi pinning. Liger and a lot, well, I, I think it was a nice just to add on real quick before you speak. I think it was a, a nice little touch uh, for Hiromu, the new IWGP Junior Champion, to pin the 11 time uh, Junior Champion. So I think that was a real nice touch. And what do you think about Takahashi and uh, Dragon Lee uh, coming together for this match? So, um, okay, so with Liger, I thought it was the right decision to have Takahashi pin him. I liked it, it was a nice touch the way they. They talked afterwards as well. Um, the match, you know, the match was what it was. It was good. It was decent. There was nothing bad about it. It was pretty quick. I would have preferred to see Liger versus Takahashi one-on-one for the title. Yeah, man. I think that could, the story they could have told for that would have been amazing. Like, as Liger's trying to win it one last time before he retires... Takahashi's facing like his hero. I just feel like they knew Japan could have told this incredible story with that. But, you know, they chose not to go that way. He chose not to go that way. So, you know, I get it. 
Um, I wasn't a massive fan of having Ruli and Takahashi team unless I said before, I said I didn't mind them teaming if they kind of teased a lot of friction uh, more than what they did. I would like to have seen maybe Ruli go like heel and maybe attack him after the match. Mm, or, that's, I think we, that, that's exactly what I thought, yeah. And I think we talked about it actually on the last show that obviously with the name change um, as well, which has come since, I think I said that he should attack him after the show and like put his head in a chair or something, do something real bad to his neck to, as if he's trying to break his neck again. Because um, I felt like that would really elevate Dragon Lee as it was then to like a real like upper card heel um and they did well you know they didn't go for that but i felt like especially with the name change i thought like that really was going to come because i thought they were going to build him up as like a a bad bad heel does look like they're going to go with this match because they did tease it a little bit you know and he like you say he was mean mugging him and stuff i would like to have just seen a little bit more friction and a bit more hostility particularly from Takahashi, because he broke his neck, you know. But yeah, uh, it was good for what it was. And I, I like how the commentary built up uh, how Dragon Lee and Takahashi could be the next Liker versus uh, Sano. That was a real nice touch that they had. I, I do think that Dragon Lee and, you know, Rome is going to be something that we're going to be seeing for a real long time going forward. And I, mm. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the match uh, for Sakura Genesis. Um, on March 31st, uh, Dragon League versus the Roman put at the junior heavyweight title. I think that's going to be a good one. And I would really love if they were to do a callback of the uh, the Ali bomb that that broke um, the Roman's neck. Like if they were to try to set that up and like act like he was going to hit the move and counter it out, or actually hit it this time. Yeah, you know. But uh, yeah, and that, that's no shot at Dragon League either. That's just you know, but it was that's the move that broke his neck. But um, on to the next one, we had the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team titles. We had Show and Yo with Rocky Romero defeating Taiji Ishimori and El Phantasmo. Uh, Show and Yo have done it against IWGP Tag Team Champions. Um, what do you think? Like, I, I know me and you talked about uh, the, the heavyweight tag team titles. You think it's just best to just unite the tag team divisions? And uh, so, so if, if you do unite the tag team divisions, um, is, is there just. Well, yeah, I, well, I don't really think it's a point for a junior heavyweight title, right? Regular title. Yeah, I think I would just, I would completely, uh, I would do like, um, like a big feud between the champions of each one. Um, uh-huh. I would unify them, as just as the IWGP Tag Team Championship, and then your tag division just looks suddenly goes from not looking very strong. To looking real strong, because you'd have like <laughs> these two. You'd have these two teams. You'd have um, chaos. You could have the bullet. You know the other bullet club teams. You can have the gorillas. Dest- Destiny. There's. They do need to bring some fresh teams. And you've got Lij. You've got Suzuki Gun. Yeah, right. Right now, just the just. The, they, I mean, they they put up a. Uh... Zack Sabre Jr., Minoru a few times. Uh, we have Evil and Sonata, Finn Juice, Gorillas of Destiny. Um, you know, you can mix up different parents from different stables, but, like, as far as, like, tag teams, tag teams, like, you know, two guys 
that are always together. They they don't really have that. I mean, you can always mix it up, but I think people. I, I think that was kind of one of the turnoffs from this this uh well the 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 ending of World Tag League uh, last year was just that the teams were so makeshift and there were no like yeah. real solid teams. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, you know, and they and they in the tag league like they have good matches and it's you know it's the wrestling is good and all that sort of stuff, but the tag teams feel very thrown together. Yeah, and that does take away from your investment in those matches then, because they don't feel like proper teams. Um, I will say I really like El Fantasmo. He's so talented and. Uh, He's one of my new favorites. I gotta say, every time I've watched him, I uh, I just enjoy his work more and more. And I feel like he's really embracing the the kind of Bullet Club heel dynamic. Um, I think it was on New Year's Dash. He was doing like Liger poses and stuff. Like half an hour after they you know had the retirement ceremony and stuff like that. I just he gets it and he's very talented. So do you ever think show is gonna turn on yo? I hope we kinda of get that vibe from show. Like he wind up turning on him one day. I don't know why. Do you think? I, I, I like think. I, I don't know I don't know why. I just feel like show gonna end up turning on yo. He he, he just looks like a heel to me. Like I, I I don't know. I I just always felt like, you know, one of these days they're gonna end up turning show. But see I mean, to me, they've they're one of those teams that I feel team. they're one of those teams I feel like they'll always be together. I don't mm-hmm. know why. But it show, shows the bigger one, isn't he? Yeah, he's the big one. He's, he's the one that like can choke you out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the one that looks like he can choke you out. But uh, yeah. uh, right, right after that, we had uh, Zack Sabre Jr. defeating Sonata and the RPW Rare Pro uh, British Heavyweight Championship. Uh, the finish of this match was actually a callback side to um their, their match of the G1 and yeah. past matches that they've done with uh, uh Sonata has always done that little uh. The little roll up thing where he, where he sits all here and put, you know, pushes his weight back on the legs and stuff like that and gets the three count of Zach Sabre Jr. did that exact same thing. Got his win back. Um, I really didn't expect Sonata to be a uh, British heavyweight champion because I don't expect Sonata to be traveling to the UK to no, do no. rare pro shows. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I expected Zach Sabre Jr. to uh, retain this. I always enjoy watching Zach in singles matches. He has a very unique style. Uh, the submission based style that he does always it's, it's a very attractive style to me. I always like watching him wrestle. Fantastic wrestler. Um, you know, but like you say, I think like you said previously, I think Sonata's kinda in that holding pattern and they you know, he's gonna be in that holding pattern for a while and he might fade into the background with Naito, uh, all the spotlight being on him. But uh just I just just your thoughts on this match, your thoughts on the callback finish and um what do you think is next for well I, I think what's next for Zack Sabre Jr. is going to be with Ospreay based off New Year's Dash. But um, what, what do you think they? What do you think needs to happen with uh, the British Heavyweight title as far as, it goes, as far as it goes in New Japan? And what do you think about this match overall? Um, I love this match. I, I saw a few people on Twitter just, they were kind of complaining about this match and they didn't like it. I loved it. Um, you know, it wasn't like the, the, the level of the main events. But I just really enjoyed it. It was different. Zack Sabre Jr. is so inventive in the stuff he does. He's so clever in the stuff he does that it just makes a difference to the show to have just that bit of relief and some different kind of work. Um, I love, like, like just discussed a minute ago, the, the callback is something which is 
valuable to me as a viewer because I mm. I like to be rewarded for watching stuff. So I like to be rewarded for the fact that I watched the G one and the you know their previous matches and to see the the callback to that. Um, <clears throat> in terms of the RPW British Heavyweight Title, I kind of feel like New Japan have got enough titles, so I wouldn't be disappointed. Definitely. I wouldn't be disappointed if they kind of quietly not got rid, you know, got rid of it, but just quietly let it go back to Rev Pro and maybe just let now it, and again let it, let it stay in real. <laughs> That's yeah, what you're basically just, trying to say. <laughs> yeah. Just because there's so many titles and I feel like yeah. because there's so many, it can devalue the the titles because it just feels like every match is a title match. Um and then that takes away from those matches. So uh after that side we had John Moxley, the champion, uh, defending the IWGP US heavyweight title against one Juice Robinson, or as the ring announcer like to say, Juice Robinson. I love the ring announcer, but man, he is great. That dude is great. Uh, but yeah, Moxley got another victory over Juice Robinson. Uh, Juice, Juice Robinson had the opportunity to get to, to get the double gold double gold dash before uh, Naito did, but he failed. So we have uh, John Moxley uh, leaving New Japan. With the IWGP US Heavyweight Title, um, I, 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 you know, it, it was a good match. What it was, I still think that match from Best of the Super Juniors was better. But side, the real story of this match, sir, the real story of this match was one Minoru Suzuki coming out right after John Moxley got the victory and started brawling uh, with John Moxley. How after you for Moxley versus Suzuki, uh, if it when it happened? I oh I don't know Uh-oh. when I don't know when, but I need Suzuki. Okay, I got okay. I popped yeah. real, real, real big when uh, Suzuki's music finally hit because mm. I was disappointed not to hear it on night one. Um, I I need this match. I need this match <laughs> now. I wanted it there and then. I needed it. Um. I was a little bit surprised how easily Suzuki kind of choked him out and gave him the pile driver. I thought they might brawl a bit more, but then, you know, you just had a match and stuff, so you can kind of yeah. kind of forgive that that side of it. Um and he had a death match the night before. Yeah, yeah. Um I gotta say, I don't know why Juice Robinson cut his hair, but I don't like his new look. <laughs> I do not like his new look at all. <laughs> It sucks. <laughs> that, 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 that's my guy's side right there, man. My man has no cut cards for no human on this earth. I, I, I respect it. But, uh, I'll, yeah, it's not... I'll, be, I'll say what I think, good or bad. <laughs> it is what it is. And I don't like what his, what, he, what his look is now. I feel like he looked like more of a star with his dreads. and his, his dreads, yeah. And I'm a sucker for dreads, so, you know... <clears throat> But That's yeah, man. Uh, so I'm gonna get. So yeah, man. Whoa, you get the dreads. Yeah, pull that I'm out. Gonna, the, uh, I'm gonna get the Bray Wyatt dreads. The really get long lot. Yeah. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, we gonna confirm it right here. So I will have mm-hmm. locks on the post WrestleMania podcast. Oh, I don't know yeah. if I'm gonna be able to get them that quick. My hair, my hair is only down to about <laughs> just down to about like my chest. So I think it needs to be a bit longer. But I'm going there. Getting there. I, 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 I can't wait. We we gonna have Sal looking like Jay White on the podcast. 
Yeah, man. So we, no, uh, <laughs> when when you come to Cardiff for NXT Cardiff, we'll they, 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 the, the invite there it is. I'll be there. You yeah, gotta say man. less. I'll be there. And so, we'll, uh, we'll sort out the dreads then. So yeah, I, I, I had tweeted out that um, you know, um, Manoa Suzuki has done two GCW Bloodsport events, and Moxley yeah, owes, said, tweet, said, said, said he owed Josh Barnett. For missing the last blood sport, so I mean, what what a way to pay it off? WrestleMania weekend in Jeez. Tampa, Moxley versus you. Imagine and blood sport. Oh my god, Jesus Christ! And, and and then the thing is, like, you can avoid all the extra stuff because it won't be on New Japan turf, won't be on AEW turf. Yeah. they can just beat the shit out of each other. Exactly, exactly. Like, it, it, I I think that would be so cool, man. That that would be such a good way to. Like, it. I, I know it probably won't tie into a New Japan storyline or an AEW storyline in any way, but it, it would just be like a cool professional wrestling storyline playoff to like for it to just pay off. Like these two guys beat the hell out of each other, then now they want the blood sport and like legit mat wrestling each other. So yeah, I think that would be real cool. Yeah, it's gonna be. I just can't wait. It like, <clears throat> there's not many. Um, matches or or like uh storylines that genuinely make me like excitable yeah i love suzuki it. versus um suzuki versus moxley is one of them especially if it's a blood sport um another one is uh oh, what was it? i have to get back to you on that one but i thought of it earlier and i was like oh he had a quick brain fart. He had a quick brain. We 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 gonna get back to it, folks. He he gonna so I gonna remember it by uh, what what watching we in the what watching the middle of, the, of a discussion. You always gonna come to you. He's gonna hit you quick. Watch. Yeah, uh, yeah but, I'll be uh, doing a show on like uh, like a serial killers or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, I remember. <laughs> so yeah, we had uh, Hiroki Goto uh, defending the Never Open Weight Championship against Kenta. Uh, I mean, well, he he defeated Kenta for the. Uh, Never open weight championship, I should say. Uh, Kenta had a loss, time, but that was not the end of his night, sir. But uh, oh, we'll no. get to that later. Um, just on this match, uh, I, I think this is kind of like all, all of Godo's matches to me are kind of the same. Like it, it's like you know, same. But yeah, it's just, the matches are just the same to me. Um, you know, it was a hard hitting match. I always think these never open weight title matches. This is always going to be going to be a horse fight. Who's that? They're gonna go at it. They're gonna hit hard. They're gonna strike hard. They're gonna kick hard. All big moves. And um, you know, Goto pulled out the victory. Um, a, a, every year at Wrestle Kingdom, Goto is always like in these like just basically like fist fights. Like, and yeah. I, 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 and I, I love it. Like, it's really good. Like you said, we talked about earlier. Goto is like it, this is his thing, and I, I don't see him moving out of this thing. Like, he's always gonna be that never open weight. Yeah, like that Wrestle Kingdom, um, never open weight guy. So uh, yeah, Goto got the victory. He's the new never open weight champion again, uh, heading out of Wrestle Kingdom. And you know, our guy Kenta uh, was not finished uh, this night. Certainly was not finished. No, he wasn't. And um, again, there's not many times where I'm watching wrestling and I'm like audibly pissed off, and I'm like, no. Like because a, a heel has done something, but when he did that, I was like, "You bastard, you motherfucker!" When he attacked him, 
Yeah, I was. You, you, you and Kevin Kelly both who called uh, Kenta a bitch. So that was that 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 that, that was something. Excuse my language if I couldn't curse on the A's cast, ladies and gentlemen. I apologize for that. Sorry, yeah, that is, that's my apologize. That's my Welshness <laughs> coming through. Like, rubbing rubbing off on me, man. Uh, but Jay White uh, defeated Kota Ibushi. I was kind of surprised at this. I thought they were going to warm Ibushi back up and give him his victory back. They did not go that route, sir. Jay White got the victory, and they built Jay White back up um, after his loss. I mean, well, it's kind of pick and choose with this one because both of them lost um, night night one. Uh, Ty, Ty, did you did, did didn't you think that this match was going to be like oh the the winner of this one was going to be number one contender to the, the heavyweight in in kind of the titles? Yeah, I did. I felt like that would be the the way that they would make it mean something because mm-hmm. like. It was kind of like they both lost. It, I wondered how they'd make sense of trying to get people to care and now, you know, really make it mean something. They kind of hinted at it, but without saying outright that it was like a number one contenders match. They sort of went, they sort of said, um, oh, you know, the winner needs to get back on track in the title picture or something like that. But mm. yeah, I. They, you know, they love Jay White. Let's be honest. Um, for for him to beat Ibushi here, I thought was a big indicator that they've got big plans for Jay White. Simply because the easy thing for them to do was to start rebuilding Ibushi straight away, and you know, a heel can take a loss all the time. You know, it's Jay White could have taken a loss with no real issue. It wouldn't mm. have damaged him too much. Um, so I think it signals a lot that, you know, and, 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 and they, and they kind of protected Ibushi as well with, you know, Gato getting Gato interfering and the low blows and stuff. So they, you know, they, 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 they helped yeah. Ibushi out. So the laws didn't affect him too bad. Um, like you said, I do agree with you, uh, that Jay White, they got big pants for Jay White. I mean, he, he's kind of really, when you think about it, he, he really has done it all in New Japan, man. Like he's been world champion. Like that's pretty much what everybody wants to do in that company. And he's mm. done it. So I mean, um, you know, I, I, like I said, Big Jay White is going to be a mainstay in New Japan for as long as he wants to. One, uh, one of the last real guys who can, you know, make crowds hate him. Um, and yeah. he, he gets that same type of reception when he comes to the United States. Uh, top, top, top level performance, Jay White. Um, the 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 eighth match on the card was Chris Jericho, the AEW World Champion, versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. The stipulation side going into this match is that if Tanahashi won. He would have received an AEW World Title match against Chris Jericho. Everybody thought that if Tanahashi were Tanahashi was going to beat Jericho, that definitely meant that there was a partnership going on between, or some type of relationship going on between Japan and AEW. So, were you disappointed when Tanahashi knocked out? Yeah, I was surprised that Tanahashi lost. Um, I just figured that with this stipulation, I'm sure you'll think this match was great. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the story of it. I enjoyed both performers, um, but I didn't. I didn't think it hit the heights that I was hoping it would. But you know, Jericho at his age, not. Um, he's not kind of pulling off like these five star matches, like Tanahashi and Okada and people are. He is more about his character and his story and. You know that sort of stuff. So I, I forgive that completely. And I, you know, I'm not saying I didn't enjoy it. I really did enjoy it. Um, 
it was more of a kind of just maybe I was expecting more, maybe. Maybe that Yeah, I noticed more. that. Uh the the thing is with, with Jericho, see I, I was actually worried about this match because the last uh singles match he had in Japan that was um that that was like just a regular singles match against Okada at Dominion and I thought that match was just real bad. Yeah. Um, but he, the, I think this one with Tanahashi, it, it, it was good for what it was. Um, I, I was actually surprised that it didn't go like left because both of these guys are getting up there, even though Tanahashi can still go with, with the best of them. But I, no, I, it, it was good for what it was. I enjoyed it. Um, I was kind of disappointed that Tanahashi didn't win because I wanted to see how people would have reacted to the yeah, possibility of AEW. Oh, yeah, they, 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 I, I would have loved that. And, uh, yeah, man. Uh, maybe, maybe sometime down the line, AEW New Japan to do something. But you know, for right now, the quote unquote forbidden door is shut. Back. And, and sir, and sir, you're, you're taking care of your skin. It looks, it looks great on camera. You see, you see, folks, you see what happened when you were unproblematic and not racist. Randy Orton, <laughs> Hulk Hogan. See what I'm saying? <laughs> you, see, you see, you see, you see what I'm saying? That, that that's yeah. that's what happened when you run problematic, folks. A, AKA yeah. Daniel, AKA Daniel Bryan, folks. That's what happened. you you look you, you you age well when you look when you when you're unproblematic. I, I well, that Mitch, that's one thing I have not done is age well. I can safely say <laughs> that. But um, Daniel Bryan looks like 15 years younger. Without his beard, and he looks like he did when he lost to Sheamus in twenty seconds or whatever. Definitely, definitely. It's crazy. Oh yes, yeah, just to talk about that real quick, just to you know, because we had the the end anyway of um, uh, Wrestle Kingdom. What, what, what do you think about uh, Sheamus and John Morrison and the Usos all making a return on SmackDown? I liked the I liked the fact that they're back but I feel like they dropped the ball a little bit with the way they brought him back. It was kind of throwaway. Like I would have had, say, Sheamus come back and then next week have the Usos come back. Um, and then I wouldn't have had uh, John Morrison come back yet. I would have had him come back and kind of do something dastardly with the Miz. Did you see, um, I retweeted something yesterday, which Alex McCarthy retweeted, which was, back in the day when John Morrison and The Miz were a tag team, they were feuding with uh, Crime Time and they did like a rap video. And then... Um, that was hilarious, actually. That was kind of funny, I'm not going to lie. They, um, <clears throat> they said, so Alex said that, you know, that they should team up again and feud with The New Day. And he, was, he said, like, call Wale for the battle rap. And uh, <clears throat> but I just think that John Morrison could be just what the Miz needs, and I really am looking forward to the fact that the the Fiend gotta have the Fiend on the show has changed someone else. Like the Miz is going heel now. The Fiend is the character development for everyone. Yeah, fixes man, fixes the people. Yeah, the Fiend is definitely doing his job. Uh, I think Miz and Morrison is going to be great. I know a lot of people were kind of disappointed the way Morrison debuted. They wanted a big pop. But I don't think every debut needs to be a big pop. I think that was a perfect situation to debut him in. I think that was actually great and better than him just coming out and having some random match or interrupting somebody. Like, I think that was good. a good way to introduce him because it establishes that, hey, he's back with the Miz and they're probably going to be uh, 
a whole heels and it's gonna yeah. be funny. So that, that that's and who who's to say that we won't get Miz and Morrison winning the SmackDown tag titles at WrestleMania? So you never know. He'll still get a big pop when he exactly comes out. When he finally and, comes out, exactly. And then when he turns on uh, the new day with the Miz, the, they'll he'll get a good heat as well. Exactly. So but so back to WrestleMania folks. We had the double gold dash. IWGP heavyweight title, IWGP intercontinental title on the line. Tetsuya Naito defeats Kazushiko Okada finally after two Tokyo Dome losses to Kazushiko Okada. Tetsuya Naito finally, finally beat Okada in the dome. Great moment. Um, I, I, I love the I love this match. I love the final stretch, of course. Man, the way that the crowd roared, man, when Naito set. Okada for that Destino, bro. That got me so amped up. Like I was amped when, when, when like as soon as he set him up and he he, he gained risk control of Okada, and the crowd started going crazy. And I was like, oh my god, he's about to do it. And then the dude, when, when when he finally hit the three count, that crowd went ballistic. Yeah, like, that, that, that 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 was such a special moment. I'm glad they they pulled the trigger with Naito, man. Like the crowd yeah. wanted it. Um. And you know it was it was just a good match overall. Uh, so what do you think about this match? And what do you think about? Um, but before we get to the end, of course, cancer. Uh, what do you think about um, Okada giving the fist bump to Naito before he walked away? I, I thought that was like probably one of the coolest moments in New Japan uh, in the past few years. Like Okada, you, you like you could tell Okada. Like it was one of those things for the character. Like it didn't hurt Okada. It was like I, I beat you in the dome twice. I know how hard you work. Me and you both are carrying this thing. So you know what? Salute, respect. And he walked away. Like that that was like one of the coolest things uh that I seen. Yeah, it was cool. And it was it was cool because I didn't expect it. Um, which made it cooler as well. Um, I didn't expect Okada to, to kind of, you know, do the L I J salute. Um it also I just thought the mat the match was real good. Um, I was worried in the last kind of sprint. I was like, they're going to do it again. They're going to have Okada win because they want him to have the two belts. But I'd said in our show that I thought Naito was going to win. And I was right. So I was right again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Here you go. He's bragging, folks. He's bragging. No, nah, nah. I, um, I was really happy for Naito because I feel like they should have put the title on him two years ago. Yeah. And they didn't. Um, and like I say, I like the way that Naito, he sells differently. He, his work is different. Everything which he does is different to everyone else. Um, I wish they wouldn't kick out of the Destino um, as much, but, you know. So, uh... Wrestling in 2020, I guess. Um Oh, you Ken, uh, so Ken, um, I was just gonna say, Kento, what a bastard! Yeah, so Naito was in the ring, uh, celebrating after this big victory, and he was about to get the Lij, you know, the evil Bushi Sonata Takagi. He's about to do that whole thing, and then before he got to say, uh, the Los Angeles De Hapon, old Kenta, who lost the never open weight title early in the night, came in and beat the hell out of Naito, and then once he finished, sir, he came in and did the Katsuyori Shibata pose 
on Naito's chest, holding the heavyweight and intercontinental titles. Chef's kiss. This was great. I know a lot of people didn't like it, but I am so tired of the storybook ending to Wrestle Kingdom when the baby yeah. face prevails and he does the big thing and oh my that, god, he worked so he hard to get promo, to this moment. Yeah. yeah, then he got a promo and then the show goes off the yeah, air and everybody's happy. I'm so glad they did something with just like a big F you to the fans, like, no, you're not gonna get this special moment and Naito's not gonna sign off and walk off to the brand interest ramp hold up the titles. It's not gonna be like that. Kenta's going to destroy him and Naito's going to walk off with the help of someone. And then the, the interesting thing about this side, I'm not saying I'm not gonna be the book about how they ended Yeah, I think it's I think it was awesome. Um, it automatically made Kenta the biggest heel in the company. Automatically made Naito even more of a baby face than he already was after winning the titles because that pop when he won was huge. So like this just added to it. Um obviously Naito goes to the same school as Roman Reigns where he's got no friends and and <laughs> none of them you know he's got like a group of friends and Bushi <laughs> just came like wandering out. Really yeah, that, that, like, that, that, oh, that's, yeah, that's really. exactly what I was about to ask you. What, what do you think about Bushi being the only one to come out? He's at the school of the Roman Reigns. What would have been, I think, what would have, I would have found more interesting is if when Bushi kind of wandered out, is if Evil and Takagi had come as well and Sanada had been the only one who didn't or like mm. he had been like... like Jealous. Yeah, or he had been like stood on the stage and like the very, very last one to come like real delayed sort of thing. I feel like that could have been like a good little, little, just a hint. Story, yeah. Yeah, a hint not, for future that, stories. Because that, that, that is a good story to tell that Sonata has not been able to get it done versus yeah. Okada. And Naito finally got it done against Okada and in the same group. And it's like, damn, like, you know, it's, a, it's an easy jealousy story to tell right mm. there. Now, that's the point. Uh, but yeah, they, I found it real interesting that Bushi was the only one to come out yeah. there. And uh, and held Naito, and he was late, very late when that yeah. happened. So one of my favorite yeah, spots in the match was when um, Naito uh, he counted the Rainmaker into a Destino for a near four, and then mm -hmm. he kind of goes up and does the Stardust press for the near four. Um, and what I liked about that was that it was a callback to two years previous, because he had that's what had cost him the match. Mm. against him uh, at the Tokyo Dome two years ago and I liked that he hit it and it was a near fall and it's just those little things which adds to the story and make everything just more captivating and interesting and makes you emotionally invest in it even more yes sir yes sir so sad we have the new uh, double champion Tetsuya Naito uh, we have a new never open weight champion John Moxley's the IWGP US heavyweight champion uh, Zack Sabre Jr. is still the British heavyweight champion uh, showing yo new champions um, Hiromu Takahashi champion so sad uh, actually in about a couple hours well a few hours my time um, after Monday Night Raw uh, there's going to be the post Wrestle Kingdom 14 press conference so I need some predictions from Sal uh, what do you think is going to get announced are you, are you think it's going to be Kenta versus uh, Naito getting announced uh, maybe uh, Jay White versus Sonata getting announced um, 
Who, who yeah, do you I think will have it coming out in the conference? Kenta versus Naito, probably. I think. Do, 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 the, the quick question: Do you think they they will announce that for the tour, or do you think do you think they should announce that for the next tour, or do you think they should wait until? The I think genesis? they should wait for secure Genesis for that. Okay. Um, yeah, I agree. I would do Kenta versus Sonada, maybe, or someone like that. Yeah. And then you could have Sonada lose to Kenta, and that could add to that storyline as well. Oh, like yeah. Sonada yeah. losing again. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's lots of little little tidbits you can get in there to you know to add to different stories. And the Sonada one is one of the most subtle and interesting aspects to the like the background of the Naito win and and that sort of thing. So I'll be very, I'll be keeping a close eye on who they pair Sonada up with, and where they kind of take him, um, and then also, I'll be interested to see what they do with the two titles. You know, will Naito defend both in the same match? Will mm-hmm. Naito defend? You know, will he do double duty? I'll be interested to see, like, you know, which route they take. Because I'm not entirely sure what route I think is the best way that makes sense. I don't mm-hmm. know whether he should do two separate matches or, you know, face someone for both. What would you? Yeah, do? it's, it's, it's going to be interesting, man. Uh, I, I I think I would just have him just for the sake of stakes in a match. I would just have him put both titles on the line in one match. So, you know, just make it easy. Like, do if not, somebody do wants you, to challenge. Do you think that that could maybe make it? predictable that he might you know he's not going to lose it or do you think that it's um, okay? I, 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 I think there is an element of predictability in that but it also is unpredictable in a way but I think I, I do agree with you saying that it is kind of predictable but I feel like it would it could add more to a match uh, for the possibility of someone becoming the second double champion but I don't think the fan really moves like that in terms of just letting people just have whatever like I don't think that that, like that's their type of that's their flow, so I mean you know it, it might work better for Naito to do double duty, but I I, I honestly don't see him holding that in a kind of the title for that long. I, I no, I think he'll I, drop I, it I, drop it pretty quick. Um, yeah, who would you yeah, drop it to? Sonata. That 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 would be an interesting story, but honestly, I would probably. Well, what about? What about Will Ospreay? It was the title Osprey. Yeah, because it. I think if you have him lose it to Osprey, you've got that in your back pocket to, for him to say, "Well, I beat you for the Intercontinental title." So I should get a heavyweight yeah. title. Show. So I should yeah. get your other title too. So there's that kind of aspect to that, which you can keep. You know, you can keep that for as long as you need to, really. You know, or, you can or, move it to the next Wrestle, Wrestle Kingdom if you wanted to. Or you could, you know, have. Zack Sabre Jr. go for the Intercontinental title. Um, maybe... Yeah, I'd quite like to see that. Oh, you know, there's some... I, I know Tanahashi and Ibushi kind of tease the tag team thing, so maybe that'll be a nice addition to the uh, New Japan tag tag division, uh, even though I still think they need to bring real teams in. Even yeah, though they Tanahashi do, yeah. And Ibushi, that's a, that's, a stud, that's a stud team right there. I wouldn't mind them being tag team champions at all, but I still think they need to bring in those legit 
tag teams. Uh, but yeah, like I agree with you saying. I think I don't think Naito is going to be holding the Intercontinental title for much longer. I think his, his the main focus of his current reign will be the heavyweight title. So yeah, man, I I really agree with that. And that was the conclusion of the two nights of Wrestle Kingdom fourteen. Man, it was a it was a long night. I stayed up for these. And man, what time did they finish for you then? Oof. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom night one, because you know they started at 3 a.m. Jesus, man. Um, they finished at like 8 in the morning. Uh, night two wasn't as bad. It was like 6 or 7. It was, oh, 5. It, it was one. I can't even remember. Like, it was. Sweet it, Lord. It, 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 it was something, man. But it was worth it. It was worth it. Um, and it was some good wrestling, some good action. It kept did, me up, um, so that was, that, was, that was good. You didn't fall asleep. Did uh, did New Japan oh, no, no, World no, crash though for you? I fell asleep. <laughs> I fell did asleep. you? I, I fell asleep on night one um, during the Okada Obushi match, and then I woke up during that final stretch, and I was like, "Ooh, thank God I woke up doing that." Because <laughs> the, the thing that thing that the thing that woke me up was the crowd. Uh, I had my headphones on really loud, and I heard the crowd, and I woke up, and I was like, "Okay, this must be the." This yeah. must be the end, and I got to catch the final ten minutes, and it it was great. So I was like, yeah, but uh, yeah, New Japan World definitely crashed for me. It crashed for a lot of people. Um, the, they got the, the they that, gotta fix that because the more I, I, they, I, I I just think it was like one of those first time issues. I don't think it's gonna happen again. I just think they 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 probably were caught off guard by the amount of people that were ended up tuning in to New Japan World. But I mean, at the same time, I, I know that they got to be ready for that. Yeah, I mean, the, it happened last year as well. I remember. Oh yeah, um, yeah. And right. I just think, come on, you gotta, you can't have it two years in a row crashing and stuff. Like, they've got to be aware now that people people are coming to watch. Uh, you know, Wrestle Kingdom's a big deal in the for you know for viewers all over the world. So they've got to make sure that it's you know it's working tip top. The top shape, ladies and gentlemen. So, Sai, Mr. Sai, we have um, NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff coming up on January 12th, sir. That is this uh, upcoming Sunday. Real quick, shall we do some predictions, Sai? Yeah, man, if you've got the card there, let's, let's, let's I, I, predict I have the, the card loaded up, sir, and we will also... Um, do some predictions for Impact Hard to Kill, which is also on Sunday. And so we will be back um, doing a post-show podcast for those two shows. Am I correct? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're damn straight. So, so wait, are we going to do those on Monday, the Monday after? Yeah, yeah, we could do those Monday, the Monday after. Sounds good, sir. So uh, for NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool 2, we have Tyler Bate versus Jordan Devlin. This match is going to Slack. I'm going to love this match. Jordan Devlin, uh, ever since I saw his match with David Starr and OTT, I do not see Jordan Devlin as anything other than a star. He is great. And I hope NXT UK starts building him up as a serious world title defender because Jordan Devlin is the man and the true Irish ace, sir. He is great. Love Jordan yes. Devlin. Yeah, I, I, um, I kind of, after the first. Um, uh, sorry, miss. That's my bloody thing. Um, after the first uh, UK tournament, 
I wasn't a massive fan of him, but then as I got more into his work and stuff, he's real talented. Dude. Great. He got away from that Finn Balor light kind of. I'm, I, I'm so vibe. I'm so glad let that go, man. And and I, I hope they don't chant that at takeover because I remember they chanted that uh, at the first takeover Blackpool. So hopefully, you know the crowds they know they kind of take it easy on them. Yeah, man. So we have Trent Seven versus Eddie Dennis. Uh, are, are you particularly interested in this match at so, all, or is it just one of those matches? You know, I'm is, not you know, massively, but I am happy that uh, Trent Seven has got something to do because I feel yeah. like he's the one who gets left out a lot of the three pretty strong style yeah, guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. So I am glad that he's got something to do. Unfortunately, oh, yeah, I okay. think that they'll probably put over Eddie Dennis. Okay. Yeah, I was about to ask you that. So we, I didn't get your last one. Who you think is going to win Tyler Bate or Jordan Devlin? Uh, Jordan Devlin. I'm going to go Jordan Devlin too. And for the Trent Seven match, I'm going to go... Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go Eddie Dennis. I'm going to go Eddie Dennis. I know the current storyline with him right now is he was getting getting put back into the fold. So I think that's going to be interesting. Uh, so next up we have uh, Kaylee Ray versus Tony Storm versus Piper Nibbin, the NXT UK Women's Championship is going to be on the line. Uh, I know Piper. This is. Yeah, I know Piper never. She was battling Bill's palsy, so I hope yeah. she's recovering well. Uh, I, I I thought Tony Storm was going to end up being in uh, NXT US, but I don't know what happened with that because she was on the Survivor Series um, team. So you know, uh, I was very surprised that she's. Uh, they don't seem to be able to make up their mind. Yeah, man. Like, I, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I mean, I, I want Tony Storm um, NXT uh, here in the state, but I also don't matter in the NXT UK because I think she's she's a fixer in the in the division, man. So I I, I think it would be a big loss and a, a major hurt if she uh, wasn't a part of that division. Yeah. See, to me, I'd rather her go to the main roster to Raw or SmackDown. Than I would to the NXT US. I feel like the women's division in the NXT US is loaded, loaded. Uh, with people, and there's still and there's people to come in as well. So I don't really see the needs to bring her in there. But I think she could be amazing on like like Raw or SmackDown. Um, she deserves that because she's you know she's so good. So Sal, who do you think's walking away uh, as NXT UK Women's Champion? Oh, I think they might give it if she's um, recovered fully. I think they might give it to Piper Nevin. Okay, okay. I'm 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 going to go Kaylee Ray. Uh, However, I will say with that, match. mate, is I'm not up to date with the NXT UK TV at the moment, so I don't know how they've built up the women, like you know, each individual one and stuff. Um. So I'd you know, be way off with that. You might be right. You never know, man. Swerves happen all the time. So uh, we got the NXT UK Tag Team titles, which I think will be the match of the night. We got a Fatal 4-Way Tag Team ladder match. We have Gallus, uh, the champions, Mark Coffey and Wolfgang versus Imperium, Fabian Eitner and Marcel Martel uh, versus my guys, the Grizzle Young Vets, James Drake and Zab Gibson uh, versus size guys, Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster. Uh, so actually, funny enough, 
Um, since since we're on the topic of tag teams, uh, did you happen to see the bracket for the Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic? And we think about it. It's NXT versus NXT UK Pain, man. I haven't seen it. I have. Uh, okay, I have so not let, watched NXT for the last two weeks, so I haven't. So, seen so, it. so let me run it down to you real quick. Uh, we have the, the teams that we have slotted, and I, I want to get your live reactions for this. So I, I need your reaction after every team. So when the so representing NXT UK are the teams that's going to be in the Fatal Four Way Tag Team Ladder Match at Takeover Carter. I mean, take over, I keep saying Takeover Carter. Goodness gracious. Take Takeover Blackpool too. Those are the teams that's in the Dusty Tag Team Classic representing. Uh, NXT UK. Who was and, you say again? Uh, uh, you said what? Who did you say it was? Uh, the, the the teams that are going to be in the uh, the Fatal Four Way match at Takeover Blackpool too. Those are the teams that are going to be representing NXT UK um, in the Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic: Imperium, uh, Gallus, uh, Flash Morgan, Webster, and Mark Andrews, and Grizzly Young Veterans. Nice, nice. And then on- and then on the NXT UK, I mean, on the regular, I mean, I say regular, the NXT US side, we have Kushida and a mystery partner. We have Matt Riddle and Pete Dunn. We got we got Undisputed Era, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, and we have the Forgotten Sons. And I'm 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 very I'm very curious about who Kushida's mystery partner is going to be. I think it's going to be Swerve Isaiah Swerve Scott. That might be a good one. But yeah, I think I the key, so. I think the thing that everybody is looking at is Matt Riddle and. Mr. Pete Dunn, I think that's going to be a, a good one. I mean, they kind of did the same thing last year. Uh, well, not last year, in 2018 with Roger Strong. And Roger Strong turned on Pete Dunn to join the Undisputed Era. So I think it would be a good story to tell of Pete Dunn not trusting Matt Riddle because he doesn't know if Matt Riddle is going to turn his back on him. So you know, that could be cool. See, I think they might uh, turn Pete Dunn because mm. – I feel like he's been babyface for a while now, and he was at his kind of hottest when he was a a heel, really. Um, and yeah. I wonder whether they may revert back to that. Yeah, man. So uh, that's a Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic feel. That's going to be a um, banger. The, yeah, and it starts on Wednesday actually, and uh, the. Main event for Takeover Blackpool Two is Walter versus Joe Coffey. I am not particularly looking These forward to this match, but uh, but uh, but why do but, they keep putting Joe Coffey in these <laughs> ma- bloody matches? <laughs> Go on Seriously, your rant, <laughs> like why? Why do they hate us? <laughs> You could literally put anyone else in there from that roster and it would be better. Anyone. <laughs> name name me a person off that roster. <laughs> One person. Jordan Devlin. Better. <laughs> Jordan Devlin versus Walter would be awesome. Man, Trent uh... Seven versus Walter would be awesome. Tyler Bates <laughs> versus Walter would be awesome. Here you're dragging off. I guess. Yeah, oh, he's my guy. That's what I want to see him versus So, 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 so I, I take it you're not a big fan of Joe, <laughs> Joe Coffey. Well, I don't mind him as part of a group. I used to like the Prestige, and I quite like the Gallus, like as a group. I just don't want to see him in the main event. Okay, yeah. I, I, Do you know I, what I mean? I, 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 it's not personal. It's nothing against him. I just, <laughs> he sucks. <laughs> So, uh, so, 
so yeah, Joe Coffey's gonna be headlining um his second NXT UK takeover in a row. And now, um, yeah, the first the first one went well. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> so uh, I'm looking forward to this review. Um, so it's so gonna be good fun. So, so moving on to um, Impact Wrestling, we have the Hard to Kill pay-per-view. Um, we have a course of singles matches. We have Ken Shanrock versus Madman Fawlton. We could run through these, and then we could uh, dive into the um, the main event a lot more. So, so just real quickly, uh, Ken Shanrock or Madman Fawlton? Ken Shanrock. Moose or Rhino? Moose. Brian Cage versus Rob Van Dam? Ooh. Rob Van Dam because they're pushing him as like the the heel. I, oh wait, d- d- just real quick, have you seen these um these these promos and these vignettes that RVD is doing like with him and Katie Forbes? Like, I haven't. No, no, like, I haven't seen them. I'm dude, behind on uh, Impact as well. Dude, when you get a chance, please go check something like. I will because I really doing, like uh, Rob Van Dam's heel character. The, the stuff they're doing with RVD is hilarious. Like he, the the, the whole thing that had his Brian Cage thing. I thought it was Brian Cage was doing a sit down interview, right? And he was uh, talking about getting his rematch uh, for the uh, – well, not getting a rematch, but getting back to the world title picture because he lost to Tessa Blanchard, and that's how Tessa got the opportunity. Mm-hmm. And RBD came in the room doing the interview and started making out with his girl you know, mm-hmm. on the couch. And, 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 and Brian Cage was like, hey, you know, we're doing an interview. RBD was like, damn, my bad. And then Brian Cage said something else. Like, he, he wasn't even being, like, loud or angry. RBD – he was just like, oh, well, you don't get, you don't got to get hot about it, bro. Damn, I'll go find somewhere else. And he was like, well, you know, anybody who's watching this right now, Brian Cage sucks and stuff like that. Like, RBD is, he, he, he's hilarious right now, man. Like, he's real entertaining. Like, I, he is I, so I, funny, I, though. I, 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 I think you would, like, really enjoy um, the stuff that he's doing right now. But uh, what do you think next? We got uh, Eddie Edwards versus Michael Elgin. Michael Elgin. We have the Impact World Tag Team Championships. We have the North, Ethan Page, and Josh Alexander defending against my guys, Rich Swan and Willie Mack. Yeah, Willie Mack and Rich Swan will win that, I think. We have the three-way for the Impact Knockouts Championship. We have the longest reigning Impact Knockouts Champion uh, and the current Rain of Day Reigners Champion, Taya Valkyrie, defending against Jordan Grace and ODB. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go Jordan Grace on this one. I think ODB is there to take the pinfall. Yeah, I think Jordan Grace is going to win that. We have Ace Austin uh, versus Trey Miguel. And this whole feud is built up of Ace Austin flirting with Trey's mom. <laughs> Ace Austin's got to go with the ace. Seriously, like, I think they really bought Trey's mom on the TV <laughs> for this program. So, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, and then, Sal, we have... Then we have the main event, Sammy Callahan versus Tessa Blanchard. Side. Is it time to crown the first women's world champion? Impact wrestling. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Do, do they need to keep. Te- they need to. They need to keep Tessa Blanchard. Blanchard at all costs. So yeah, I, I they got to just give her whatever she wants, basically. Do, do you think that they are at all worried that if they put the title on her, or if they don't put the title on her, that she'll, you know, end up she's she's gonna get massive contract offer from everywhere. Regardless, so right, yeah. You know what's the worst that happens? That she, you put the title on her and she leaves. Well, you get like the big, the 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 publicity. You, got yeah, the, you get yeah. the publicity yeah. from her leaving. You know, even that is going to give you get people's eyes on your product. 
So, yeah, I'd put the title on her. And I think yeah, that so, match will be awesome as well. By the way. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, so right now, scheduled for the uh, the Royal Rumble pay-per-view side, we can get into this just a little bit. We have Bray Wyatt rematching uh, Daniel Bryan for the Universal Championship. Uh, I know a lot of people think this is Daniel Bryan's big comeback story. And, you know, a lot of people think we're going to hit Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns at, at WrestleMania. Nope. But I think the Fiend is going to be retained. In this. The Fiend's going to retain. And then Roman Reigns is going to win the Royal Rumble by eliminating oh Daniel Bryan, mm. who's been in since number one. And the fans are going to boo. And then the and then Roman Reigns is going to beat the Fiend at WrestleMania clean in two minutes. And then, and then you're going to rip every Superman apart. punches. <laughs> and then I'm going to record a two-hour rant. <laughs> and so, and also scheduled for that match, uh, we have, I'm mean, scheduled for that pay-per-view. We have uh, Becky Lynch defending the Smack. I mean, the Roman title against Oscar. We have a rematch from last year's Royal Rumble. Oscar defeated Becky. Uh, all Becky has been talking about was getting her, getting her W back from Oscar. So I, I, I actually think it would be interesting if Oscar were to be back, honestly. I think that would be like a really nice story. I think a really captivating story would be if Oscar wins and then you do it again at Mania. Um, or if Becky goes out like, oh, yeah, you go ahead. Or, or you could do it where Oscar is trying to got her in the Oscar lot. You have Becky busted open. Um, Oscar's got her in the Oscar lock and Becky passes out through the pain rather than taps out at the rumble and then you do the third match at mania and then you can go either way really i think it at mania then you could have oscar beat uh beat becky i think that would be a good story to tell yeah man so sad who, who do you who do you got for the men's and women's world from the matches those uh so if i was booking it who do I think they will put, or who do I think they should? Uh, either one. Who who who, who you think is going to win the match? Who do you think WWE is going to win the match? I think they will have Roman Reigns win it. Mm. Uh, I think they should have either uh, Drew McIntyre or Matt Riddle win it. Okay. So who do you got for the women? Uh, women's, I think Charlotte will win it. But I think they should have Sasha win it. Okay, so for the women's, I'm going to go with Shayna Baszler, and that yeah, that's a good, Becky. good show. I'm going to set up Becky versus uh, Shayna at WrestleMania, and for the men's, for the men's, sir, you know what? I'm going to go off the deep end with this one. I'm going to say the winner of the 2020 men's Royal Rumble match is going to be. Samoa Joe, and that's yes. gonna be that, that that's gonna be my pick. And then we get Samoa Joe versus Brock at WrestleMania, and Joe finally, finally, the big one, finally, sad. Like you said, wins the big one, and then we all rejoice. Do you know what? If if Bray Wyatt could win a title match at WrestleMania, and Samoa Joe could beat Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, I would forgive WWE's booking for a whole year. <laughs> just so for sad. those two things to happen so sad before we wrap it up um, uh, Brock Lesnar is actually I, I think he's going to well, Paul Heyman is going to make that decision tonight on Raw um, as we're recording this quick pick who do you think is going to face Brock at the Rumble 
I'll, I'll be still in the ricochet train. Yeah, I wonder whether that would be that for the rumble. Yeah, yeah, ricochet. I think it could be a good shout because I think Heyman likes him, and I think he could do some amazing stuff with Brock. Um, well, 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 real quick, what, what would you think about them putting Alistair Black against Brock at the Rumble? Would you like that or you wouldn't like it? No, I don't want to do that. The only way I would want to see Alistair Black versus Brock would be a big, like a mania, and for him to win. If, if they're not going to have Alistair Black beat Brock, then don't put him in the match. For sure, for sure. Don't book but yourself yeah. in the corner. Yeah, man. So that that's gonna wrap it up for the today's edition of Ace Cast and Shy and I will be back uh next Monday for the review of NXT UK Takeover Blackpool Two and a review of um Impact Wrestling's Hard to Kill pay per view where we will be diving in depth possibly to Tessa Blanchard as the new Impact World Champion, which will be a historic moment, Shy. Historic, and mate. And plus historic. it'll be Joe Coffey's coronation. As the greatest wrestler in the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, I cannot wait to see that. You, you, you want to know what? I hope Joe Coffey goes out there and has a banger, like just, just for you. I'll be and then he the dedicate, dedicates it to me. No, I, <laughs> he's perfectly capable of it. I just haven't seen it from him yet. Maybe <laughs> next week's the week. <laughs> Oh my goodness! He's that, coming that has, next that, week. Come on! That I has no support for his fellow people of the of the United Kingdom mm-hmm. whatsoever. Just gotta be that, good. The, be the, good the, or no, get no, off. No support for the uh, what? What Joe call? We from Scotland? Yeah, Scotland Celts. Good guys. <laughs> so, oh my goodness! Damn. You are man. So, right. Uh, where where can you, the people find you on social? I'm yet uh, AD Thompson, man. Um, Andrew Thompson interviews YouTube channel. Uh, got a got a in- interview dropping on Tuesday. Oh, there, there it is, right there. My, my guy side with a nice guy. Face. <laughs> I got a uh, interview dropping Tuesday. I am still in recovery from Wrestle Kingdom weekend, and I feel like yeah. I'm about to, about to fade out. Like I could drop out at any moment. So. I am patiently waiting until Raw is over because I am going to get the best sleep of my life. So hopefully Raw is not too great. Yeah, I'm going to sleep now. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, guys, at AceCast underscore nation, facebook.com slash AceCast nation, youtube.com slash nation. Please give us a subscribe. We're going to try and get up to 1,000 subscribers this year so we can monetize this shit. Andrew, Subscribe so my guy can make some bread. Yeah, feed my kids. They haven't eaten. <laughs> they haven't eaten for a year. Like, since we started. <laughs> poor, 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 poor kids. He says I can feed my kids. <laughs> Gotta feed my boys. Uh, Andrew, it's been a pleasure, mate. As always, I enjoy it. Thank you for hosting it as well. Takes the pressure off my tired head. Because... Uh, I've been up for about 35 hours straight now. Jesus I, Christ, man. I'm ready to drop. Yeah, you, bro, you, you, you about to be sleeping until tomorrow night. So yeah. I'm going <laughs> to be wishing you uh, the best endeavors in all, all sweet dreams, my brother. And I'll uh, be, see you next week. Yeah, for sure. And then the week after that. And then the week, week after that, after that probably as well. 
Royal, Royal Rumble, and then the week after that, we got uh, uh, Takeover Portland, and then we got AEW Revolution, and then the week after that, Elimination Chamber. Jesus. And three weeks after that, WrestleMania. We're going to be busy. We're going to be busy. So, ladies and gentlemen, we will see you next Monday for a review of TakeOver Black Rule 2 and Impact Wrestling. Let's go, Joe Coffee. Let's prove Cy Wrong. You want to go, sir. Let's be throwing Walter. Let's go, Joe. Let's go, Joe. Let's go, Joe. Subscribe youtube.com slash ace podcast nation. Podcast Network.